You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Oh wait, quickly, let's not dwell on this, but I just um, put the movie we're reviewing this week is a cop-out. I just put the Blu-ray disc in my... Um, PC, just a Sony Blu-ray player. In my Sony PC Blu-ray drive to play it. And then my software popped up and said, you've got to upgrade the software and it's $29.99 to play the latest titles. Which, the software that came with the Blu-ray player is now unusable for watching Blu-ray discs. So it does nothing. You bought the freaking hardware and they want you to pay every time so you can... Oh my god! Seriously, now, I'm so pissed off. Now about the problem is corporate um, bullshit. The problem is with these, uh, like DVD software, power DVD, for instance, on the PC. You can have a deep power DVD from five years ago, and it'll still play DVDs. But because Blu-rays are so, it's like a moving target. The one week there's a new feature that needs a software update. You have to update these things like every three weeks, it seems. So. It's really annoying. Oh, it's making me grit my teeth. Absolutely infuriating. I'm so sick of bullshit greed. You can't even so, believe it. If anybody out there knows... It's time to watch a fun movie with some laughs and stuff. If anybody out there <laughs> knows of an open source, free, or, or very cheap Blu-ray uh, playing software, please let me know because um, uh, Power DVD... I, I don't know how many times I've bought Power DVD over the years. Different versions. How much does a Blu-ray drive cost? Uh, that one was about $129. $129. Plus you pay 30 bucks for the stupid DVD... For the Blu-ray disc itself, which I'm completely opposed to the price on that anyway. So you've bought what you need, but oh no, some little IT fucker somewhere thinks they deserve extra, extra, extra money for developing software, so they're going to charge you 30 bucks every time, almost, like over a course of chunks of time. I just find it also, oh. also power DVD for Blu-ray, or any of these Blu-ray playing softwares, they are, there's always three versions. There's like the basic, and then the pro, and then the ultimate. And the ultimate is the only one that plays Blu-ray. The other two just do DVD and different... Dolby Surround. Right, and, right. And then the ultimate one is the one that plays Blu-ray. So so when you look on the site, you're like, oh, it's... And it'll say starting at twenty nine ninety nine, And you'll look and you go, I'll just get the normal one. And then you look at the features and you go, oh, that one doesn't play Blu-ray. Which one does? Oh, it's the one that's $129.99. You know, so it's like... Seriously, what do they want? I don't get it. $129.99. I mean, the thing is, that's such a deterrent. Why would you then bother to buy the hardware the, and buy the DVD? The only big deal for me here, the big problem here is I bought a, a retail Sony Blu-ray player for my PC. It came with Power DVD Blu-ray Edition trial version, which it, it stinks in my opinion because it's it works for 30 days and then you have to buy it. Is it that Sony think, well, you're going to buy this player and you're going to play and then all these movie companies are going to make money off of selling their Blu-ray Discs, we might as well get some in on that. It doesn't action. make sense because DVDs, um, you can get unlimited numbers of free DVD players for the for Windows. I mean, this Windows plays DVDs by default. Doesn't play Blu-ray discs. It should. I mean, what what year are we in? Yeah, yeah. You know. But there we go. That's our rant. <sighs> I wanted to keep it brief. So it's um, 
probably not brief enough. Yeah, that, for some that people. was probably uh, four <laughs> minutes. Okay, so it's Sunday, July the eighteenth, two thousand and ten. Where this is after the show, number one hundred and thirty-one. Uh, when I explain after the show, it's a uh, our ascully dot com a s c u l l y movie podcast where on a Sunday we review a. Movie. We watch a movie, and after the show, we talk about and it. And that was my idea, actually, after the show. It was. So, um, this And week- here's the thing. You liked this movie, and you liked this director, Kevin Smith, so much, seriously, that you're like, well, we didn't want to sit and watch the movie again with all the extras, so you were going to come upstairs. I have it in your PC, so you can watch it when it's I will, when I figure it out. This week. <laughs> right. When you get that free resource, Or I will go in, in on my PlayStation 3, which plays Blu-ray right. fine, uh, and just stick it in and watch but the But that was thing. the idea. Like, it, your incentive was, hey, I can watch all this just hanging around on my PC. And that's and what I like to it. do. Yeah. That's why I bought a Blu-ray player for my PC. There was no other reason. I like to watch audio commentaries and stuff while I'm doing other things. And it's nice just to have a little window in the corner and then I can do everything I'm doing while it's on. Uh, It's not working out. (laughs) So anyway, uh, the movie we're looking at this week is Cop Out, the Blu-ray edition. Uh, It's the Rock Out with your Glock Out edition. It so says in your... Like you read it with such a Rock Out with your Glock Out edition. Kind of like a... Rock Out with your Glock Out, bitches. (laughs) Is that it? I was doing my Tracy Morgan impression. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) This is a 2000. Did we watch the same movie? This is a 2010 movie, 2010 Blu-ray release. It's out on Blu-ray Tuesday, the 20th of July, which would be this Tuesday. Um, it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. It's out on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, the Blu-ray comes with the DVD in the box and a digital copy. And you're going to tell us what this movie is all about. This movie is, um, well, it's a buddy cop homage. Kind of a fun flick in nod to you and I grew up in the eighties. That's where we probably got the start of our watching tons and tons of movies. And you got Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop and all those movies. Kevin Smith grew up at the same time. The writers look like they're that age. This is a movie that is just it's not even really an updated version. Absolutely it's, not. It's in fact it's, it's a couple of do couple of dicks <laughs> or detectives. And I think though it's beyond like buddy cop action-y thing. It's got a lot of good heart. You know, you've got the cop and Bad Boys is another one of those like where the one hus- the husband thinks he's like, super jealous and he's got like a hot wife and then the other guy has got the daughter's wedding he wants to pay for and you know, on cop salary obviously is this... I mean, there's lots of personal stuff I- going on in there and I like that. It's not just... And there's one of the subtle things we'll talk about. Little so- things as a pair as friends, as partners that they are. There's little things that are freaking hilarious that I think are genuinely funny and I really enjoyed it well that wasn't the synopsis that was your review <laughs> alright so the synopsis to the chase. that was what it was about Move, <laughs> getting down to the movie so this is um, Kevin Smith um, directed one of our favourite directors uh, directed uh, plenty of movies which we've talked about before in fact we've reviewed his uh, box set of movies we don't share a brain by the way but I agree with you yes yeah. <laughs> we've uh, reviewed his box set uh, Kevin Smith is famous for Clerks if you're a movie goer you'll know who Kevin Smith is if you're on the internet you'll probably know who Kevin Smith is um, mm, it's a bit of a stretch so Cop Out is his he didn't write this one he just directed it um it feels like he's got a lot of input, though. There's a lot yes, of moments. It does. Yes, it does. Um, there's a extended version of this movie if you watch this movie in a certain mode and feel that that version of the movie's got more of him to it 
than the actual yeah. one that was on the screen um, that we saw. Um, but it's his like a like a director directing somebody else's work. It's not fully his mm. movie, right? I agree. I mean, I feel like whenever Bruce Willis is involved, it's more Bruce Willis <laughs> than anything. I've seen Bruce Willis operate in extras and stuff, and I feel that he's more in charge than anybody if he's around. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Bruce Willis and Tracy that, Morgan. We don't know this. Uh. <laughs> I've seen enough to, to get that gist. Let's just make it clear. We live about as far from Hollywood as you can get. <laughs> so, um, so we well, no, not as far as you can get. Well, you know, well, I true. Used to, used to live further than true. So, um, so it's a comedy. It's a buddy cop movie, and like you said, it's not an update of a buddy cop movie. It's actually a throwback to mm-hmm. exactly. It's it's Beverly Hills Cop. It's Lethal Weapon. It's it is, but it isn't because I, I mean, it's like got it's... the it's got the edge of today's stuff. More like cock joke. I mean, more a couple. Not too bad though. It's a bit more adultish humor. I mean, there's yeah. A, there's a lot more swearing. It's just with the time a bit more than than those movies. Um, I find it. I expected to hate this movie. Me too. Um, and we. This is from two people who do genuinely look. I love Kevin every Smith, Kevin but Smith I, everything I'd heard was this isn't really Kevin Smith. It's just a. Now what I digged about it, and I, I dislike some of it. Let me get that clear. But what I liked about it was, I liked the '80s vibe to it, and. That was partially down to Harold Faltermeyer's um, soundtrack. Now, he wrote an original soundtrack for this, and he's the guy who wrote the soundtrack for Beverly Hills Cop, so you'll know that famous... Oh, yes, totally. And there's other little sounds in there, yeah, too. Yeah, and the whole movies. soundtrack is Harold Faltermeyer. So, it, it, even though it's not set in the 80s, it just has this... It drags you right back to yeah. when uh, Eddie Murphy's um, tiptoeing across the street Putting to the, the banana, banana in the tailpipe, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. I mean, you're it's just that, right there, yeah. It's that... It's the, it, it's perfect. It's essentially Axel F remixed. It's like it's just like you get a whole. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dismiss it that way. I think it's new, I, and then it's adds. I don't the, think it's like new. It's like, it's like wrote in that. It's it's the same instruments. It's yeah, but I wouldn't say it's that. I think it's new, and then kind of like flavored with the old. So what, what I'm getting at though is that that is uh, partially, if it just had modern music in it. Oh yeah, totally different. Wouldn't be as good. No, no. Um, you know, like you know what I mean, yep, rap exactly. music or whatever. Uh, it had run, it, you know, you could tell Kevin Smith had inputted on the soundtrack. There was Run DMC stuff that's actually appeared in his movies, uh, like Clerks. Um, but the, so the soundtrack was good. Digged it. Um, I don't know anything about Tracy Morgan at all. I didn't either. I expected to hate him after I'd seen the trailer. I was like, I, I think the trailer was really poor for this movie because. There wasn't that much funny in the trailer. Because I remember watching the trailer and thinking, I don't find that funny. There was nothing funny. Or, is it supposed to be funny or am I am I missing? Because you're also already kind of like spoiled with the idea of this is a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. So you're looking for comedy and cleverness and like a bit of that. Um, well, just that like to me, forward thinking jokes, but also like childish at the yeah. same time. But the trailer, you're like, it's just a run of the mill yeah, just Unfortunately. ordinary to me. Yeah, uh, and that is that statement. Ordinary is is actually kind of true. <laughs> and I felt like trailer. I only saw two, I think, twice. And it like dismissed Tracy Morgan as it sort of made it like Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. And sh- it actually, and like off to the side, the trailer and I think showed Sean William Scott more than anybody. In my feelings, in the back Tracy of the Morgan just won me over 
through the whole thing. Oh, no, we'll get to the cast, but I mean... No, all I know of Tracy Morgan... I got the most laughs from him. All I know of Tracy Morgan is um, Howard Stern. I saw He was on Howard Stern for an hour the other day. So I, I'd watched him on Howard Stern being interviewed, and then I got the gist of his humour. So seeing that before this, I kind of understood where he was coming from, you know? I, I don't... I don't... I'm one of them people who never watches Saturday Night Live. Mm, Ever in my life never watched it. Um, I mean, you have in the 80s, right? Yeah. Well, from the original to I've the I've never 80s. watched it. So... And he's like the thing at the moment. You know, the big... Still? He's this year's he's in this year's cast, right? I think he's been on it for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's... Um, him See and- that we don't know? <laughs> any marketer person or any PR person for these movie companies who think... I think he was on the put Tracy date. Morgan on there, everybody's going to know who it is. No, everybody doesn't know who it is because we don't even have... We don't just don't watch general flowing of television all no. the time. Everybody does know who Bruce Willis is, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's a throw... Well, let's get back on topic. What I liked, the music <laughs> I really liked... I thought the actual story was really generic and semi-boring to me at parts. In parts, I, I was disagree. like, "Boring bad guy." Oh, and I disagree. Boring kind of case. Oh, um, let's uh, fire them at the beginning. That's really original. I mean, there's not a lot original here. Let me say that. Um, Don't tell them everything. <laughs> yeah, I just said the beginning. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's not... I mean, that literally happens in the first five minutes. And they're not fired, anyway. But I disagree. I like the story. I like the bad guy. They're not fired. They're laid off for a month. It's, it's, I've seen that before so many times. I can't even tell you how many Yeah, but that's even. what we're talking about here. You're going... We're vis- revisiting... I understand. But what I'm saying... I'm talking about originality. I don't think there's hardly any here. How could you have originality when you're making a movie that's a throwback well, to movies you from the... You can, you're in 2010. It doesn't have to be a throwback. Exactly. But that's the point of it. Is to revisit well, all the elements. The, the elements would be like the story has to be something that you're familiar with. I thought with. the story was way more uninteresting than Beverly Hills Cop. And I felt like the bad guy was one of the most interesting I've seen in a long time. I didn't care about the plot. That, that, that's the problem. The laughs were enough to keep it going, in my opinion. Uh, there was a lot of flat laughs for me yeah, also. Me too. Uh, where I was like, I know I'm supposed to be laughing hysterically at this scene, but I, I'm absolutely quiet. And that's making it clear to anyone who, who doesn't know you or hasn't listened a lot. You're British, if they didn't notice, and you have a bit of a snobby attitude sometimes about comedy, and you will poo-poo on a lot of things. Yeah, none of this, none <laughs> of this, none of this movie makes me laugh out loud, to be honest. And I laughed out loud several like, times. Like I'll snigger a little bit because I'm one of those low-level Americans. I'll no, laugh at it's, it's a bit. Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith's sense of humor is not in my like. I like his movies, but it's not about the comedy really. I I like chasing Amy. I like the deep, mm-hmm. dramatic parts of his stories. The to intimate be personal thing. I think he does them really well. Um, and it's not really the smoking weed, um, fart and dick jokes. Fart. None of that to me is funny. And I listen to his podcast, and he talks about fart and dick like. For hours on end, um, and that, I don't find that funny. And sometimes he goes into a, an hysterical laughing fit, and I am absolutely like, "Come on, you get over it. It's not even funny, dude. What are you laughing at?" <laughs> I mean, have you had that experience with him? Um, when they get to laughing, because I listen to it pretty much, I've listened to every single one too. When they get to laughing, really laughing about something, I just laugh because I feel like they're genuinely having a good time. Sometimes, what leads him to the laughing, if it's some, you know, 
I don't know, masturbation thing or sex thing or whatever it is. I'm just like, okay, okay, get on. But the laughing part, I like that they're entertained. I actually, there was one I listened to the other day where Kevin Smith was laughing his head off. Like, like as though he was having an asthma attack laughing. Yes. And, and Scott Mosier wasn't laughing at all. I, he went totally quiet. No, he was laughing. No, well, maybe it's a different one, but the one oh. I was listening to, Scott Mosier was... Basically waiting for him to stop laughing, because I think Kevin cracks himself up is what I'm getting at. And he's a little stoned at the same time. Yeah, exactly, and, and maybe Scott isn't sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> off topic, back onto the movie. Um, I liked it as a, it's really throwaway for me. It's not, it won't stay with me whatsoever, I don't think. Apart, I apart from it being, I think it's a fairly good um take on a but I mean we don't have buddy cop movies anymore mm. well uh, there it, are but I think they're just different no, it's literally a dying kind of breed I think I mean you don't think of any in the last I probably could but it's hard though I mean it's not you mean comedy buddy movies yeah, yeah. buddy cop movies that like a Beverly Hills cop I mean it's a dying kind of uh, breed um, so I do admire that somebody wants somebody did one um but it's not 100% hit for me, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. I mean, there, there are some I know, I think maybe, were you, well, no, because you've been turned around. I went in thinking I would really not be, even when it came up, the city, you know, the city shot, the pan of the city, Manhattan over to thing. I didn't get what he was saying, too, because I don't know anything about Manhattan or anything. It was, anyone who sees us will think, oh, it's about Manhattan again, but no, we're panning over here to... Brooklyn or whatever, and I'm like, I don't get that because I don't, I'm not a familiar with the city at all. But as soon as that started and the music started, I'm just like, okay, I can, okay, this is gonna be like kind of a, you know, I'm not looking forward to this. And then I don't know what it was that first thing when he was doing all the movie quotes and stuff, and I started feeling the flavor of like, or the, like, the, like they're trying, they, they're. They know it's not... We're not talking about genius movie making here, right? It's it's well made. It's well put together. It's a good time. Except for, to me, then you add all the horrible violence. It's kind of a bad mixture for me. There's but, some, yeah, there's some departures from Kevin Smith's But I kind of st- let that style. go. You know, in the beginning... Oh, so did I. I just let it go and thought, I'm just going to enjoy it. And then I really laughed you know what, though, when a you lot let, of times. When you let it go, and then you just enjoy it. And then at the end, where it said... At the beginning, it, there's no mention of Kevin... And at the end, it says, directed by Kevin Smith... I would... Kevin Smith isn't... Doesn't show up in that. I mean, I don't mean him. I mean, I don't associate it with him at right. all. I mean, it could have been anybody's movie, in my opinion. It doesn't... It's like, you know, when we've talked about Disney movies before, and they put, like, a director in, and then we have to talk about the director and go, well, what have we got to say about him? That was just, like, somebody making a movie. That's... See, the, like, Kevin Smith's real... What I really like, he has some long dialogue sequences... Yeah. They were kind of missing here. This this one was almost like... I know this was edited by Kevin Smith as well, but it was almost like he edited, him, edited himself down a lot, like to make it flow faster. Mm. Um, because it felt more like a standard movie to me, where it was like, get from one thing to another, throw some jokes in, and then I, I feel... And yes, there is a three-hour version in the... Mm-hmm. I feel that the three-hour version would probably be more him, because I don't feel like he is the kind of person to... Let these scenes go so quick. Right, don't let them just get thrown away. Yeah, like, Sean Will- there's a scene with Sean William Scott in the back of the car, which I felt, found really funny, mm-hmm. and I don't particularly like him. Yeah. But um, it was just 
that whole idea it's of giggly. him mimicking you want a baby, like acting like a baby in the back seat. It's hilarious, like, because they're all grown men, and he's like mimicking him and yeah, yeah. Repeat and like you know, if I say to you, but that's giggle funny for you. That's not laughing funny. But I like that scene. I thought it was really funny, and that's the scene they teased in the trailer, and that's why. They didn't really make... The trailer was basically Sean William Scott talking to Bruce Willis. I remember seeing that trailer hmm. and thinking, well, I don't know anything about this Tracy Morgan guy, and I still don't after that trailer. But um, there are So funny- what you were looking for, long moments of dialogues with the clever, gut-wrenching feelings that come up in Kevin's yeah. movies. No, that's was, what I love yeah, about Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yes, there was... Uh, I know Kevin didn't write this, and there was um, underlying stories of... Um, Bruce Willis being a cop who can't afford to pay for his um, daughter's wedding, and Tracy Morgan's like his wife. Yeah, so there were these, but they weren't explored enough at all. And Kevin could have explored them better if it was his movie. I think. I, I think he would have as well. I think he would have made a funny action movie, but also dealt so. with the tail ends of it, which this movie doesn't really deal with the tail ends of it. It just wraps I feel, it. Feel it's unfortunate because I feel like. We also love Paul Thomas Anderson movies. We, again, with the shared brain. But, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson has made a select few movies, right? And it always has that hardcore... You, I love them because there's, like, this gut-wrenching, emotional... You know, like, and you're looking forward to that. I feel like somewhere... And he's had a handful of movies, right? And I don't know him. I don't know anything about his career, his ambitions. I don't know shit about the guy, right? But I feel like somewhere along the line... From watching every Kevin Smith thing, including all the evenings with Kevin Smith, listen to every smart I mean, we've cast. watched it and listened to it. Yeah, we, I'm looking at a wall covered with comic books signed by him at the yeah. moment. We have action figures downstairs on the wall, all that stuff. I feel like somewhere along the line, somebody, some prickos in the industry or whatever's leaked into his mind to kind of suck that out of him. Or, you know, as you grow older, he's almost 40, like our age, you kind of like, you lose a little bit of that edge of... Uh, you know, all that emotional churning up and being able to really um, express every bit of angst, you kind of get like, eh, whatever, you know? And I feel like it's kind of dry, it sucked out of him for some reason. It's still in him when you listen to this modcast a little bit here and there, when you watch or listen to, like, we've watched Evening Kevin with Kevin Smith. Actually, Smith's. funnily enough, the... Um, but somebody, somewhere to me, it's the, like they've unplugged that part, and I don't, I want more. Well, I want it, even Zach and Mary, it was like, there was some of that in there, but... Some but some statistical jerk off somewhere has said, "Well, people don't like long talking movies." Uh huh. So and it's like it's and this isn't his movie, so it's not his place to. No, but he didn't write it. I mean, these blokes wrote it. If along the way people had constantly been like us and been yearning for it up close and personal, and enough people and encouraging that, I think we'd still be getting it. But I think that. There's like a tornado of bullshit in Hollywood and in that world where they just suck all the life out of everything to get it done faster and cheaper and the mass market this and the, they, people don't have the patience for these long discussions and whatnot. And it's just bullshit, you know? Well, let me take Kevin Like, if you're just a casual movie watcher, take Kevin Smith out of the equation. You don't know who he is. You don't really know who directors are. I think this would be a fun movie oh, for you to watch. Oh, definitely. Um, especially if you're of a certain age who remembers buddy cop movies and fondly like them. I mean... Even if you're like a twenty-something, I think you would. Yeah, because it is a, like you say, it is. It isn't an update on the Buddy Cop movie, but it is because it brings people like Tracy Morgan into the fray, who 
people who are of a certain age, younger ones, might like more, you know, than a, than if Eddie Murphy was in it with Bruce Willis, two older older dudes. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Because that could have also been the case, right? Sure, yeah. It would have been a different movie altogether. Because Tracy Morgan, like him or not, brings something to this that is different for me. His sense of humor is really odd, and it's interesting to me because uh, I often don't know what he's going to say. And when he says it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, where did that come from? A lot of it's ad lib. Because, uh, um, and Kevin Smith's not an ad lib kind of guy. From what we can tell, I think. This movie might have been torture <laughs> for him. From what we can tell, he is Mr. Stay on the Script, right? I think only because we remember what he said about Chasing Amy. That they, he was like a taskmaster on them on Memorizing. Now, we don't know anything other than that. But I think that from there I got, I, I always read. get the idea that you stick to exactly what you're meant to say and... But, you know, when it's not your fully full movie, mm. you can't... You've not got that, have you? I mean, you've got Bruce Willis, you've got writers. If the writers are going, eh, let him say what he wants. He's Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's Tracy Morgan. Like Tracy Morgan do 500 <laughs> takes. We'll pick the best ones, you know. Might be a good idea, because when you come to editing it, which Kevin Smith did, he would have had a lot more to choose from. So, um, if you are unfamiliar with Kevin Smith, I think you might enjoy this on the level of just a buddy cop comedy. It is a throwback. In fact... A total throwback at or times. Or take away all of that. Take away all of that. So you don't even know what a fucking buddy movie cop is, buddy cop movie is. You just watch I it. I think you'd have some fun here. Yes, because it's got a very, to me, a very menacing bad guy. You disagree, but I found him very... I found him, Because like, he's, like, no, insane I didn't, I didn't a little bit. I him menacing And, like, there's something missing in there. You know what I mean? I thought, I really liked the I guy. I found the actual him. caper, as you call it. Like, the... What was going down to be kind of... Just a throwaway story to put these two guys into something that ended up kind of dangerous and stuff, you know? I mean, it wasn't like... Aren't they all, though? It wasn't... Yeah, but it wasn't like a... Like a super important thing, case, or anything. It was just... It was just like... You know, like if you watch a cop, a TV cop show. It's just like a crime of the week from one of those for me. Like, it, it wasn't like nothing clever or... What was clever, then? Give me an example of what you mean. Like seven. A- but I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about. There's a lot of comedy in that. Yeah, one. I, 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 exactly. But you know what I'm saying. It was just a I mean, standard, with all these elements. fairly standard scenario that played out exactly like I thought it would. I think that the underlying thing of a man and a father's pride was an interesting twist. And on that it. wasn't really messed with much. But I feel like that was an interesting thing. That, I like that, that. That's at the heart of it, right? It is, but... So that's like the driving force more than anything else. Not the fact that you're going to get the thing at the end or whatever. But the actual... And that tells you a lot about that character, you know? And that's the thread that I kept hanging on to. That he's going through all of this. Not for any... But for that. Like, there's pride involved here. I've screwed up a lot of things. And that's, again, what is original, though? Jesus. You know, what are you going to come up with these days that's an original story? You got drug lord, you got violence, you got some comedy, you got a couple of cock... cocks. <laughs> Close. <laughs> a couple of cocks. This movie was originally called A Couple of Dicks, right. by the way. Um, but As in detective, or as in dicks, but they're not dicks. Really. But Warner Brothers realized that to sell a movie yeah. with that title might be a bit awkward, so they changed it to Cop Out. Another, another theory I heard was um, Kevin Smith once came out with a quote that he would never sell out or he would never make something that was not written by him and not fully... And then this movie came along and others were saying that Cop Out was him being... kind of going back on what he said. Mm. Like he was copping out with this movie. You mean somebody named it that just as a jibe at him? I don't think so. (laughs) That sounds a bit elaborate, but... 
but uh, it's, a, it's a nice story. But um, yeah, I like, I enjoyed it. Like last week's movie, Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> which I didn't expect to like in any way, shape, or form either. And I ended up having a few laughs, and it was just throwaway kind of fun, right? I I had fun for the time it was on, and I feel this is similar. Maybe that's what. Excuse me, because you and I both like long, talking, deep, tragic. You Magnolia's your favorite movie of all time, so that kind of tells you where. But then again, but then again, I like a good. That's comment. why we have a hard time when we sit down to face a movie that's just poop. You know, like it's just a good time, even though we both totally dig it. We've got we're kind of snobs or something because I think to myself first thing is. Okay, take off the brain hat, and this is going to be... Which you have to sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I was just But it's try- not as enjoyable <clears throat> to me. I was I'll be honest to- with you. I, I can sh- laugh through the whole movie. But in the end, I would still go back and watch um, There Will Be Blood for oh, more... Oh, of course. And so would more, I. Or Chasing Amy. I would totally watch Chasing Amy five times because of that... Those moments of like, yes, I totally get it. And I want to listen to the... the- there's many movies that I would go back to and watch a lot of times. One, which I watched the other day um, on my computer, was uh, Natural Born Killers. It's a movie I really love. Um, I don't know why. There's <laughs> something about it. I've seen it a lot of times. It flows like a record for me. I watch it. It's like listening to a record. It's like... For me, that's Groundhog Day. It's like... I've seen it so many times that yeah, I know if, every word. I know... And a Natural Born Killers is a weird one to sit down and flow <laughs> like a record. You'd be like, ooh, I enjoy but this But it one. absolutely does for me. There's movies like that, Magnolia, um, that I will go back to. This isn't a movie I would ever go I don't back think to. you could watch Magnolia in the corner of your screen. I think no, that's No, I one, have to sit and watch Yeah, it. you have to be enveloped yeah. in it. Um, but this one is not one of those movies. And I love Kevin Smith. I think if you took Kevin Smith's name away from this and we reviewed this this week and it was directed by John Smith, we would think less of it again. Kevin's long, long lost brother. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I'm saying now? You would what? I'd, you would. I think we put something it? to it because no, not dismiss it, but just go. Oh, that was all right. It was Bruce Willis acting kind of funny and stuff. I'm gonna have to agree with you, and that is very rare. I, I, th- I think we tie something more to it because it's a director that we like and we like to see what he does I am happy to have seen Tracy Morgan though in, because that's the first time I've seen him really in anything yeah and I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in something exactly and you know I'm a Bruce Willis fan sort of at the 45-47% mark because Bruce Willis is like literally phoning it in in this movie him, it's George Clooney to it. I like them I like seeing them I like looking at them I like what I know from movies I've seen of them in the past and then I feel like you're just a couple of pompous asses like you think like we're Hollywood and I don't know I get that vibe and I'm probably completely wrong but I just think okay lighten up you know like there's a funny diehard joke in I, don't, I, I guess this movie is lightening up <laughs> There's a funny Die Hard joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the out of my Never seen so, that movie. So, um, <laughs> so let's move on to the uh, the cast of this fine movie. We've got Bruce Willis as Jimmy Monroe. I literally think um, it didn't take any effort whatsoever to do this movie. You reckon? For Bruce Willis. I think the times when he kind of cracked up laughing. Yeah. Those were the times. I think he might have had fun. A yeah. lot of fun on the set. Because how could it not be fun with that guy? I mean, that guy's funny. Like, I can imagine it was fun. But Bruce Willis is just... You know, it's Die Hard Four. I felt like he just did it, like like automatic now. Like he's he's been in films so long. It always seems really. I don't like to just say like somebody doesn't make any effort, but there are times when you think they've figured out a method, right? He's figured out a way. The tough guy thing to be the 
Bruce Willis that everybody's looking for and wants to pay for and they're fawning over. And then you just want to shake him up a little bit and be like... There's certain movies, though, where Bruce Willis um, just freaking kicks ass. And for me, it's Pulp Fiction. Those scenes in Pulp Fiction awesome. with Bruce Willis, they're unlike Bruce Willis. I, mean, I know he plays a hard guy. He's got a bald head. Yeah, it's yeah, Bruce Willis. it's a different thing. But it's... They're really... The scenes are kind of fucked up. And <laughs> I've not really seen him like that before. And that, they, it really sticks in my mind. And so does... Um, I like 16 Blocks as well. I know that that's the one I that think that's pretty good because of the older kind of uh, rundown... Um, I mean, it's like the old version of this guy. But I liked it. I thought it was more... Maybe the whole of the movie was really good too, but... Um. And surrogates. <laughs> well, you know what? He was different. That was different. He was, I didn't really like it, though. No, I liked that better. And, you know, some of these movies, after they kind of soak into your brain after a while, and I can... Maybe it's that thing where the memory is better than the thing itself, but I didn't hate surrogates. I think if I watched it again, I'd find more, you know... So, um... We've got to it. Tracy Morgan as Paul Hodges, and we just talked about Tracy Morgan. He's a comedian. Um, he reminds me of Patrick from my work, because he's the funny guy who wants to be funny... For people to, like, endear themselves to him. Like, I feel like he's... From the, the bits we see on the screen, I know nothing else, right? But the the style of him and the way of him, he want, he has it in him to be hysterical, right? And it's like a kind of constant flow. And it's to make people like him and make people want to he, like him. And I, I just... I really liked him. There were a couple of scenes where I'm like, ugh, eye-rolling. But still, it was funny. Well, I am... Um... He, when he was on Howard the other day, he, he must have been on Saturday Night Live for a couple of years because he was on with, um, he was talking about how he was in writing meetings with uh, Will Ferrell and um, a couple of these different one, big guys. And that was the, where I told you the story about where Will Ferrell wanted to stay in the Anchorman thing the entire right. time. <laughs> this was a, he was at Saturday Night Live. Will Ferrell was learning to be Ron Burgundy, essentially. He was dressing like him. He was being him basically behind the scenes at Saturday Night Live. All the time. All the time. And Tracy Morgan decided they wanted to try and break him out of this um, Ron Burgundy thing, and they all jumped him, got him down on the floor in this room, and pretended to mock rape him. And he didn't... And we all know how funny that is. Yeah, well, they thought that that would... would, If anybody's going to break out of something, and he he just was... He was Ron the entire time, he said. He just could not break him out of it. And he said, the the guy who was telling the story said, Tracy Morgan was just stood at the door, making sure nobody comes so they couldn't see this happening. And he kept, he kept like, turning to them all and going, save some for me, save some for me, you know, like in his weird... Yeah, Somebody yeah. was doing that impression of him. So, um, yeah, he's been on Saturday Night Live for a while. His comedy is... It's odd. I, I, like I said, I don't know what he's I don't think say. it's odd. I think it's quite common, but... He he's the type of person who can just churn it out, like these really lovely, funny looks and moves, and like he delivers lines and stuff. It's all it's really. It's not like Eddie Murphy, put it this way. No, it's it's it's, it's more charming to me than Eddie Murphy, and and more, also obnoxious at times, badly. Like I mean, like this, really. I mean, like real hardcore shit that he says. Like you know, like. I guess maybe you and I just see him totally different. Didn't find any hardcore shit coming out. <laughs> Did he say poop shit or something? There's something from it. <laughs> shit turd. Shit turd. 
<laughs> my shit turds are broken records. Yeah. My shit turds are broken records. So yeah. I, that's just shit funny. Turds. Yeah, that's, what I'm saying. It's funny. that's I mean, the one it's thing not, I think. Eddie Murphy would never have said I think that, you well. laughed at that out loud. And yeah. then you repeated it. My shit turds. And then I was thinking, that sounds like something that Kevin Smith wrote. <laughs> he was like, I don't shit anywhere except in my house. I'll hold I, it in for hours. Yeah, and so would I. <laughs> I would too. Um, so, uh, third, I've got Kevin Pollock as Hunsecker. Um, I like Kevin Pollock. He's funny. He's really, yeah. is really, you should hear his, uh, Chris, I know this is probably boring to everyone who's ever heard Kevin Pollock do anything, but when he does Christopher Walken, it's absolutely, I hear him on the radio, he does like the Bob and Tom show, they have like comedians on and actors, and when he does it and you're on the radio, you you know, you know it's somebody other than Christopher Walken, but oh my god, it's so awesome. I wanted him to kind of break out and do a little something else, but... He was just kind of the straight cop in this. Fairly small role, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was the um, Beverly. What were the other yeah. two cops called in Beverly? Oh, I don't know. You know it's it's that, that, isn't it? Basically, though, the other two cops who, but not as gutsy. The other two cops who give shit to the Axel and um, <laughs> I can't remember that Billy Boy and what were they? Oh yeah, I don't. You know, because the the guy Adam Brody, who's the next guy, who plays Barry Mangold. You could say he was Billy Boy. Hmm. I mean, they, they were like a clone of them two guys. Um, and that's not bad, because those two guys are funny in uh, Awesome. Cup. So, uh, yeah, Adam Brody is, and um, yeah, two kind of... What do you reckon a couple of 40-year-old movie reviewers slash watchers would have thought of Beverly Hill Cops in the day? Do you think they'd be like, oh my god, what a low go? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and we unless watched, you take it, we were so young and so awesome. It, like, unless you take it on a certain level, right? I can watch it now and just I just think it's so awesome. It's totally awesome. And then we've got Ana Della Reguero. Reguero. Oh, Reguero. What is your name? Where's her name? Where's her name? Oh, Ana Re- Della Reguero. Reguero. As Gabriella. And this Reguero. this is like a. Um, She's awesome. What would you say she is in it? Uh, like in the transporter when the chick is kind of in the middle of things, yeah. unfortunately. But this woman takes it out of there. She's aw- uh, seriously. I was enthralled. Not, I mean, she was feisty and like when she's in the chair and she's like flipping him off and her, she's like, and she doesn't speak English in the movie, right? Exactly. So oh, beautiful when he's talking to her and she's like looking at him, like, okay. Did you notice on the Blu-ray how large the subtitles were? <laughs> well, the subtitles were like gigantic. <laughs> Well, we have a we have a big hundred and four inch. Screen. We do, but I think they'd be gigantic. <laughs> they took up like half of the. No, they didn't. They were pretty gigantic. I, I, I was like, oh my god, is this for like hard of seeing? People? Maybe you and I watched two different movies because <laughs> I don't remember. No, that they at were all. gigantic. Like, like this this movie's letterboxed. Hmm. So I'd say. No, they were like this tall. Seriously. They were gigantic compared to the picture, and normally they're pretty small along the bottom. Hmm. So I don't know why they were gigantic. I don't, it might have been, Kevin Smith said at the beginning that the logo for the movie wanted to be huge. Like, <laughs> it might have been on that theme, like, to keep everything big, like... That's an interesting theory. I feel it was. I might I might even email him. Or some PR dickhead said, oh, people don't like subtitles, so make them really big and, really, and leave them on there for a long time because people won't want to read it. And yeah. it's, like, literally about ten lines, and that's it. Just I love subtitle movies. Um, but yeah, they're pretty gigantic subtitles, but there you go. If you're hard of a scene, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> of Rashida Jones as Debbie. Rashida Jones, most people would know from The Office, I'm guessing. Oh, that's where she's from. Yeah. I couldn't place her. But yeah, um, yeah, I like her. It's a really small part, though. I mean, it's smart, I, I mean, really like her, but it's tiny. She's so genuine. I just really like, I like watching her, too. She, she has, I don't know, some people you feel like 
you know, you can watch actors. And sometimes it's like acting on top of the movie. I don't know how to describe it except they've turned it on. And other people you feel like they just slip into it. And it's like they get their role, they find out who they are, and they just, in themselves, they just then are it. And other people sort of like, put it on on the outside, you know? <laughs> like you don't feel like he was doing method there. No. And not that it's method, but I just mean, I feel like she and the other lady were, the other woman, Anna, were just brilliant. Absolutely, in my opinion, I would have had half the movie filled with both of them all the time. And then finally, I've got down Sean William Scott as Dave. Um, Sean William Scott in this movie, you might say it's like an older version of Stifler. It, it kind of is like, you know, from American Pie. I never watched it. Well, he's just an obnoxious twat who just, like, annoys everybody. And that's what this guy is. Like, <laughs> There you go. So, in that respect, it's if you're an American Pie fan, you're probably going to love this performance because it. I, I found it pretty funny. It was just him acting like a tit. Like, you'd, like you'd want to, like... If you arrested this guy and he was in yeah, the back yeah. of your car, you would want to kill him because he, like, does not let go. He, he's, he's not Kevin Spacey, let's put it that way. No, he's... Not, you, he, don't, you don't want to kill him in that way. The, one of the funniest parts was where he was in the jail and he's, like, the real hard man oh, yeah. in the cell next to him and he's just, like, ripping him and ripping him and ripping him. And, like, and the guy's, like... And you're thinking, this guy's going to kill him, like... It's just really funny. But there's something about him. He gets down into gets your in heart. You. Yeah, he gets yeah. in you. What was he called? The shit something. I feel like he did a good job and I'm not a huge fan of... Um, really. Was he in Dude, Where's My Car? Yes. Him and the other guy. Yes. Kutcher. Him and Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah. Um, and I love that one too. That's a weird, funny one. I can't, I've only ever seen it once that I remember thinking it was pretty charming, but, um, well, charming. So yeah, Stifler, older Stifler, let's say, um, <laughs> is in that. Uh, directed by Kevin Smith, as we said earlier, Chasing Amy Clerks, Dogma, um, not a lot more to say. Well, we'll, we'll say more about Kevin Smith when we get to these DVD extras or Blu-ray extras in this case. Well, what would you say? I mean, why do you like Kevin Smith so much? um, I saw Clerks when I was, however old I was when I saw it, and it just blew me away that somebody could make something so poignant and good out of nothing. Like, it really, I I was, I don't think I'd ever seen a proper low-budget movie at that point. Like, most movies I'd seen were big, glossy Hollywood affairs, and this was like, I don't know, everybody, I could... Get I could associate yeah, yeah. with it. I mean, that's I, I, what you're missing in movies when you don't feel that. You feel like they're characters on a page being read by an actor yeah, doing the thing. A lot of the time. It's not like it's coming from the gut of this guy of a person who has you know either manufactured or real pain from experiences in life. That's what I like about a lot of the. For some reason, for me, Mallrats has a lot more of a lot of dialogue that I dig, and Chasing Amy, of course, but and Dogma a lot. Yes. Um, so, let's move on to the uh, extras in the Blu-ray. Um, I was just looking at the cover. I actually like that cover. I don't know what it is. It's the colour scheme or what? I mean, it's just a pretty standard... True. But I like the background, whatever that is. Like, there's a strange... Like, it's like a texture. bullet hole filled wall. Yeah. I just like how it... I just like how it looks. But yeah, it totally conveys what the movie's about. Um, so, now, I said to you at the end of this, and well, before we watched... Well as we were watching the extras. Um, these extras are possibly going to be better than this movie. And I think that Warner, who do this maximum movie mode, or maximum comedy mode, as yeah. Kevin Smith likes to call it, have got the best Blu-ray special feature 
the one that I would pay money to watch because unlike Universal's you control thing which I feel is like kind of throwaway sometimes like you just click some well it has good stuff on it but the function of it it's it's hard to function put together as well as you have to constantly push and push and push and have your remote in your hand whereas this you turn it on you sit back and and it's just and it's very it's very it's a little manic for me at times you know with the disc boozing in but I, I like that you get all of the stuff that was cut out all the explanation the big long I mean this goes when the Warner Brothers logo opens on this when we turn it on the maximum comedy mode Kevin Smith is embedded in the lot in the top of the Warner Brothers and then he zooms forward and he explains the technology behind this and what this is going to do and then the movie starts and he shows you two alternate opening scenes in full like he zooms to them it's really well done it's like Watchmen uh, we saw it on the Watchmen DVD but I think they've gone one but step with an further. evening with Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, if you like an evening with Kevin Smith or you like Kevin Smith's commentaries on DVD, this takes it over and above because you can see him. You know, you've been saying about Smodcast for the last years, like, why doesn't he ever talk about making the movie? Why doesn't he ever talk about making movies? Well, I guess that's he's, where he's he puts it, it all. <laughs> yeah. And he did say something this week about DVDs kind of like uh, annoying to him sometimes because once he's told a story yeah. and it goes on a DVD or whatever he can't say it again like he used to be able to just tell it everybody goes time. yeah yeah we heard it we heard yeah it. we heard it so this maximum comedy mode uh, with Kevin Smith and Sean William Scott actually and Sean William Scott does these funny um, wisdom from the shit bandit in the <laughs> corner they're just kind of funny bits but this maximum comedy mode completely um, presented by Kevin Smith Visually as well as audio, uh, storyboards, deleted scenes, everything, little documentaries. It shows you the scene with the uh, raw version of the scene at the same time with the storyboard. You know, it's good. And it's not just like <clears throat> it's not cheap. It's like it's the CG involved. Is him standing in front of these two screens, and then when they show in a deleted scene, they have like a red light that comes on the screen, so you know that deleted. And a blue light for some outtakes. You mean the, the lights on the top of the yeah, cop car? The, yeah, yeah. And the letterboxing actually turns that color. So you kind of know what this bit is. It's all coded and it flows. And we watched the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie in this mode. I'm going to finish watching it because I, I was... I well, as soon as you get the software... <laughs> Yeah, I was ready to watch. That's what started our my being pissed off in the beginning was because you couldn't come up here and for the hour that we're preparing enjoy some more of that. And let me say that the this also adds another hour to the movie um, through the use of through either alternate scenes like we saw from the beginning or deleted scenes or outtakes or him just talking. Yeah, well, no, him him just talking doesn't count. It makes it a three-hour movie if you watch it in the maximum movie mode. Um, it does count because that's time he's talking. It says uh, one hour of extra scenes. So the actual extra scenes without Kevin Smith talking comes to an extra hour on top wow. of the movie. Um, so it's over an hour of never before seen extended takes and outtakes. Picture in picture moments with Kevin Smith and Sean William Scott, the shit bandit. Um, Walk ons by Kevin Smith. Wisdom from the shit bandit factoids about this movie and other information that you might find helpful are totally useless so yeah there's like pop-up video also on top of this movie the best hands down the best blu-ray feature i have ever seen and it's all just in one place if you know what i'm saying there's not loads of extras on this but there's a load of extras in this one 
different version of the movie that you're going to watch. Or you can go and itemize them and watch things. Well, some of it. You can itemize the um, focus points like you could with Batman, um, The Dark Knight. And you can watch the shit bandit things separately. Um, But I advise not watching anything separately, just sitting down. If you're into Kevin Smith, because you'll find a lot of insight here. um, And just really well presented. It's one of those things, dare I say, speaking of dare, like Daredevil didn't really love the movie. I watched all the extras, watched the movie again. I liked it more. Yeah. And I don't know if that's fair. I don't give a shit. Sometimes you're watching a movie and you feel like there needs to be more to this. I need to really, not to understand it because I'm not stupid, but you need to know the heart behind it sometimes or the effort to appreciate it more because you want to so bad. So then you watch the extras, you watch the thing and you're like, right. So I mean, like they were totally into this and I'm just dismissing it or I didn't notice or I didn't get it or I missed the vibe completely, and then you watch it again, and you're like, nah, I get it, I get it. Now, I'm not sure if that's right or wrong. Maybe it's just a modern thing we're going to have to learn to deal with. Well, uh, But I know a guy at work who's like, I don't want to watch any extras. I don't care how they do anything. I'm so sick of people talking about extras and blah, blah, blah. It's stupid. I don't want to know any of that shit. <laughs> it's like, right. But if you... Um, His favorite movie is Catwoman, by the way. But this... Um, the, the maximum comedy mode is great, I think, and... Kevin Smith's always been a purveyor of, like, um, technology. He was into Laserdisc at the time. He was one of the first people to put a Laserdisc commentary track down on Chasing Amy for Criterion. Um, And he still, to this day, I can tell he digs this technology. Like, look what we can do now, and I can tell people stuff. And So I'd like to see, this probably won't happen because (laughs) of the way things work, and this is a Warner Brothers technology his other movies done like that with yeah, that man. kind of I mean like a Chasing Amy with that um, with that level of detail but onto the extra we've kind of heard everything we can hear about those movies let's be real we yeah. don't there's no more stories we have that we have well those um, I- I'm assuming every five years he's going to re-put out his movies when they get to anniversaries like Clerks X I think there's going to be a Clerks 15 a Clerks 20 I, I bet he oh uh, I disagree he's that kind of guy that he would uh you never know where these extras will go because we are things have really this is a lot if if you ever had to sell Blu-ray to somebody who's a movie lover it's been apart from the obvious quality in picture and sound the extras was up to a few months ago kind of just the same as DVD like DVD you just chose some stuff and watched the making of we've had that on DVD forever it's got to the point now where the technology of Blu-ray is starting to show and you couldn't do this on DVD, it'd be impossible. Um, and this is how it should be. Not like some of these where we turn it on and it's like Blu-ray Live or whatever and it's just crap. We're just like, we, why is this here? You know, it'd be a good extra if you did like a 20-year clerks thing or something like that. Um, like a round table, that's not an original idea, but of like the most geeky fans of Kevin Smith. You right. know, the people who kind of troll around his me- or like really in that in the view askew old school hardcore fan people and have them watching the movie and talking about it throughout that'd be kind of interesting yeah and, they, and they, they've done a, on the Chasing Amy DVD I think there was a video commentary believe it or not uh, not Chasing Amy one of them there was a video commentary on the DVD itself where it run in a little window in the yeah, corner yeah 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 Kind of like a Blu-ray, but it was like cheating. It was just on top of the video. Yeah, like, yeah. it was part of the video. And they were all sat around a table. Now, you know, that's what I'm saying. He's kind of always yeah. been on the cutting edge of stuff. Um, so, extras, I think, are really good. Almost to the point where 
If you're a real big fan of Kevin Smith and you weren't, didn't really dig this movie, you saw it theatrically. But you're probably going to get it for your collection anyway because you're into Kevin Smith. I think it adds tons more value oh, totally. because there's more Kevin Smith. Which is let's what be you're... honest, it's him you dig. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm listening to what he says, right? You know, yeah. Why would we sit for hours on end? Like, and I've said to you... Listening to Smodcast if you don't like I've said to you, person. the only thing I'm missing from listening to Kevin Smith's Smodcast, which is his podcast every week, Smodcast.com, the only thing I miss from it is he never talks about how movies are made or anything about his movies, really. Not and really. It's very, very rare. So you'll see that here. Um, and I, th- I said earlier, DVD and digital copy on one disc and Blu-ray on the other. Um... It's one of them where I might not buy this movie, but if you showed me that extra, I, I, I would. I think that if you watch all those extras and then someday pop that back in and watch it again, I think it would, in your mind, it would get better. Yeah, and you might say, oh, cop out, it doesn't really need a three-hour edition, really. But what? it's not really about, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, it's more like three hours of Kevin Smith. <laughs> right. Right? So, DVD extras, a big hit for me. Um, the movie, semi-alright. It's not. I, I can't. I can't say it's the best thing I've ever seen. I can't say it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's right in the middle for me. Ooh. But the extras push it over the top. Um, so I would give it a. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, or a fan the of, co- are you talking about the whole thing, the yeah. DVD and all the extras? It's hard. Combined. It's a hard one to combine to everybody. Because if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, you wouldn't give a duty about any of that. You might just love the movie. Yeah. You might think this is a kick-ass movie with Bruce Willis and lots of killing yeah. and funny jokes and shit like that, right? You might... Because you, you take away the Kevin Smith part completely. You just love it. It's a raucous comedy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, for me, I like it. I, it's not my <laughs> overall 100% like go, go out and buy it, but I think those extras push it over the edge. And I th- I'd like to see... I don't know if it's because it's somebody I've got an affinity with that that I like this particular implementation of the maximum movie mode, or they just they seem to have got it. They yeah. it. Um, there's a couple of movies we're going to be watching over the next few weeks: Clash of the Titans, the new version, and The Losers. Uh, I think they both have a maximum movie mode, also from Warner. So we'll see how they compare yeah, to yeah. Kevin Smith's take on it. So um, yeah, I uh, recommend it. Probably a rental, unfortunately. Um, but if you're As a, a flick. If you're a fan, the Blu-ray is the way to go. The DVD obviously does not contain this mode. It contains right. just some extras, the little clips. If you want to see the whole extras, you need the Blu-ray, unfortunately. So, um, what, what do you... I agree. I agree. Most. I mean, I think I enjoyed the movie more than you. Because I did laugh a lot. And I did like the storyline of a father who didn't want to be... You know, his pride was at stake, really, ultimately. Let me and put it this way. The last I like the bad guy. We didn't get his name or anything. And the brother of the bad guy, both of them just really added something to me. And the women... I'm, I'm saying, on the record, that the supporting cast, to me, outshined the leading men in this movie by far. Because I thought... And the Kevin Pollock guy and his, that little set of cop, Those two cops, even them, they were kind of funny and had the little, you know, thing. They were throwaway, though. Really. Um, I want to say, um, before we finish that, is uh, that the um, last movie he made, Zach and Mary Makes a Porno, this is way better than that. I, I, I really dislike that one. I didn't... Oh, you really thought about it. <laughs> well, I, I actually own all of Kevin Smith's movies. I don't own Zach and Mary. I, I, I kept thinking, should I have it? Should I get it? I remember watching it and just being like, oh, when is the, when's the, like, 
the best part's going to kick in here. When yeah, it never like, kind of yeah, came to it. And it it's a felt... really good idea, and it had the right people in it. It just never kind of... Well, I disagree. I'm not a Rogan fan, so oh, that may be why part of the I kind of I am after seeing um, some, you know, um, Knocked Up and stuff. I, he, he, he turned me around a lot. Um, so yeah, there's the so that's a cop out available on Tuesday, Warner DVD uh, and Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray sp- specifically. Specifically, if you want to get it. Uh, next week's uh, review will be The Losers on Blu-ray. Um, you don't know what that is. Nope, I do know what that is, so it's exciting. Um, movie recommendations for this week: I wanted to choose a buddy cop movie, and my favourite buddy cop movie is Hot Fuzz, which um, <laughs> it actually is. I think it's an awesome buddy cop movie because it's British. It's, well, that's number one on your list. It's a parody of like Michael Bay's um, Bad Boys and stuff, but in a weird British way. It's hilarious. It's by the creator of Shaun of the Dead. If you've not seen Shaun of the Dead, see that first, then see Hot Fuzz. Um, but Hot Fuzz is hilarious. It's what Shaun of the Dead did for zombies, but for cops. Kinda. I think so. <laughs> and my, se- my second one, if I had to give a Kevin Smith recommendation, it will always be Chasing Amy. It's my favourite. Even though... I do state that I saw Clerks, obviously, first. Chasing Amy is the pinnacle of his, if, for him, for me. When you think Chasing Amy, what's the first scene, like your favorite scene that pops into your mind? The car with the rain. Right, that's my second favorite. Number one is the hockey, in the hockey team. Yeah, in the well, mine's game. the rain. And oh, then my the God, when he's, when he's just starting to dig a little bit, a little bit at it, and she's just like, what the fuck? She knows, like, he's being a dick, you know what I mean? And she's just... And they do it. It's just right. That's one of my favorite all-time I think that's scenes. the height of Kevin Smith's movie-making career, in my opinion. So far. Well, I mean, Dogma's could... really good. Dogma's really awesome. I think it is, but Chasing Amy's way better for me. Just in terms of... Dogma's it's a great... gutsy and... Dogma's a, a funny, poignant, great idea. But I think Chasing Amy is a small production... Every single Done scene, perfectly. every single line, every single bit. Like for me with uh, Midnight Run, every single scene you want to watch. Yeah. You, you, it's, totally. It's yeah. funny. It's poignant. And that's what I think Kevin Smith does best. Because people hate Jersey Girl. And I think some of the parts in Jersey Girl match chasing it. Oh, I totally do. I think Jer- Jersey Girl's really, really good. Yeah. I don't get the... Uh... No, I don't. I would rather watch Jersey Girl than Zach and Mary <laughs> to... And most people would say the other, wouldn't they? Hmm. So there's my recommendations. My recommendations are, because I had to go for the classic, in my mind, from the 80s cop movie. If you watch this and then go back and watch Beverly Hills Cop, you're going to go, oh my god, that's totally like... But at the time when we watched it, it was like, it was funny, right? But we all took it quite seriously. You know, like it had the edge of more seriousness than, say, this one. Even with the violence and whatnot. But it was so different than anything else. It's a huge thing on my in, from my youth. And the Harold Faltermeyer, so the Harold Faltermeyer music in Cop Out totally dun, takes dun, you back. Dun, 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 dun. Totally takes you back to Beverly Hills Cop. Totally. Just without anybody saying anything, the music immediately from the opening titles, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my other one is because I wanted to pick a Kevin Smith movie that I do enjoy, and I think it's underrated. as Mall Rats. I really do. I yeah. really enjoy that movie. It's corny a lot of times. The third nipple and all that shit. But there's just something about it. I find it really return. I can go to it over and over. I you going to say retarded. No. <laughs> oh my god, you're horrible. You could kind of say that a little bit about that, maybe. No, I disagree completely. I think it's really good. Anyway, uh, games and a scully stuff this week. Uh, I want to say first off that I um I haven't finished Crackdown two, but I have collected all 
800. 800 orbs from that from uh, Pacific City. Um, I got all 300 of the hidden orbs last night. Thanks to... There's a great guide on AchievementJunkie.com. They have like an interactive uh, orb hunting guide with a, a map, like a map with all the orbs printed on. And when you click on each orb, it gives you a YouTube video of somebody collecting that orb so you can kind of see whereabouts it is. Isn't that cheating? No, because that's what I did for the first one. I know, but isn't that cheating? Shouldn't you just find them? Uh, you could, but as I... No, you could be playing that game for the next year and not find them all just randomly looking. You know, just jumping around looking. Somebody found them. Because the hidden ones... Uh, somebody might ne- never have found them because the strategy guide comes out on the same day as the uh, game and that strategy guide has uh-huh. the, the locations in it. So so why is a strategy guide not cheating? But when I use a money cheat in The Sims, I'm cheating. I don't see the um, difference. <laughs> I can't say I cheated because it took me about eight hours to find all these orbs and it was crazy. Even when you've got a map and a thing showing you, some of them are not obvious to find. You're like... It's supposed to be here. Is is it up there? Like ten, you know, like a hundred feet in the air, or is it underneath Buried. me? Yeah. So, it it was fun finding them all. I've got a few more things to find. I'm coming to the end of uh, Crackdown. Apart from I'm playing with my friend and we're going through the campaign on his save. So I'll be playing it twice essentially, once on my own and once with him. You know, you're quite handsome. Correct. <laughs> um. What's that got to do with crap? No, I'm just looking at you. I'm listening to you. I'm staring straight at you like you like when you're talking to somebody. And I'm thinking, you're quite a handsome bloke. Thanks. And you're, <laughs> you're very handsome also. A handsome broad. So, um, <laughs> somehow, somehow <laughs> that didn't sound as nice as what I said to you. <laughs> so the second game I've been playing a is uh, Trauma Center Second Opinion, which we've, I mentioned Trauma Team a few weeks ago. We decided to go back in the Wii's library and play the... Trauma Center Second Opinion is basically Trauma Center 2 but Trauma Center was on the DS Mm. so it's a sequel to a DS game on the Wii and it's also the sequel to the DS game on the Wii but it's a remake of the first game right so it's the same game with some new levels Um, it's it's I don't find it as fun as Trauma Team because they added the co-op gameplay which made it so much fun both playing together so this one's a single player game but it's still the same thing you take turns, though. You yeah. And, you and our nephew play, so... And it is the same. If you like it, you, I think you'll like this one. And then Trauma Center... What's the next one called? There's another one. It'll be the third one. New Blood. Right. It's called Trauma Center New Blood. That's the third game, and we're going to uh, check out that one as well. Um, so, uh, the third game we're playing is uh, Fractal, which you didn't play much of, but I did. Um, this is by Cypher Prime, who... Also created... What's it called? Auditorium? Auditorium. Auditorium. Which is at playauditorium.com. It's a flash game that you can buy. I think it's charging $5, and it's totally worth $5. Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's hard to explain. We've, it's one of those addictive, can't stop, you want to just It's a it music it. game, and a puzzle game, and a art piece at the same time and you just get lost in it and Fractal is his new game which isn't a um, play online kind of game even though there is a demo at playfractal.com you can play the first few levels in a flash applet but when you actually get the game it's a proper game that you install um, how would you describe it uh, it's got plenty of different modes but the career mode that I've been playing most of recently it's a puzzle game like if you it's like it's Hexic like, it's like an elevated Hexic or Bejeweled or any of those where you're you're working out 
uh, where you're pushing pieces in to you know get clusters of things, but it's got that sort of like uh, ethereal sort of in the and movie music Prime, and the, the color. The guy who makes it has this um, design aesthetic where it's like it's like soft core graphics. <laughs> Yeah, it's really you know, interesting. It's not hardcore. It's like soft. You, you just get lost. The in music because he creates all the music, and it's like a the music in this game reacts to the gameplay. So when you're doing really well, the music picks up pace. When you're doing poorly, it's kind it slows of down. flowy. You know, things sort of flow all the time. There's an ease about it. It's not like boom, ba boom, ba ba ba. No, and there's no time limit. You you you've got a certain amount of moves, and you've got to get a certain score with the number yeah, yeah. of tiles you're given. So there's, it's not a urgent thing. You I love have to that. Sit and work it out, and it's very addictive. I sat and played it the other night, and two hours are gone. You know, it's one of my benchmarks. If a couple of hours go and you don't even realize, I've been redoing Plants vs Zombies, which I've got on my list to talk about. Seriously, time disappears for me. Yeah, it does. And I already played the game twice. And it will when you this play. This is my Fractal. third time, and I. It's like I get really stressed out and. I have to turn the sound down because I get tired of the... <laughs> I like eating, the sound. When they're eating the walnuts and shit. I like the other sound effects. But it's the kind... It just... I don't even know how to describe it. You totally get lost in it. Yeah. Um, and then you're done and you just want... You crave it. Like, it's in the back... It's in the corner of your eye all the time. You're that, like, that I, was, can, I can get my laptop and sit here while I'm cooking supper and <laughs> do some plans for us. That's what Puzzle Quest 2 is like for me on the... 360. Uh, Puzzle Quest 2 came out a few weeks ago. And it's massive. You could probably play it for like 80 hours and still not finish it. But it's like Bejeweled. I've, I've What's told the you. guy's name? What? Fractal Guy. Cypher Prime is the uh, name of the uh, hmm. guy. That's his... My right. guy made school. He's Cypher Prime. But um, Puzzle Quest 2 is like that for me. I've got it on my 360. And it calls me. <laughs> exactly. I can be sat there doing something and I'll go, yep. I need to just move some of those jewels Exactly. Around. Exactly. I need <laughs> to set up my yard with my plants because yeah. this time if I use the the fume guy with the mushroom and the bean and then the thing and then I get enough of the... Like, your mind uh-huh. is like working on and it. And Crackdown's 2's orbs while they lasted yeah. were also like that because when I weren't collecting them and I was doing something else, I was thinking, I bet you there's one in that building. I bet you there's one in that tall thing that I've been in before. You know, it's always on your mind. So and you got to get back to it. Some games... They curl in your brain. They do. Um, now, last weekend was my birthday, and we went to see um, Predators, and we said we would uh, tell you what we thought of Predators this week. Don't want to, because this will probably come out on Blu-ray, and we'll we'll review it. To be honest, sure. Um, I enjoyed so, it. Just as a brief, if you're a Predators, if you're a Predator fan, I think you'll highly enjoy this. Um, there was problems with it in our theatre, and we don't know whether it was the theatre or the mm. projection or not, but... Um, the picture was a bit dodgy sometimes. Dark. Uh, and even blurry. Yeah. But we're wondering if it's Troublemaker Studios, because they are a cheap... You know, they try to make... They try to do budget-ish. Budget-ish. My, well, all I can say quickly is, there were some awesome moments... Really awesome. ...that should be incredible, like a sword fight with a predator, that came across as... I don't really know what's happening because the... The picture's so bad. Not blur, Just, like, really bad camera angles and, like, I don't know who's hitting who because it gets... It, it's odd. There was fight scenes which should be amazing that were less amazing because of the way it looked. Now, I don't know if it's... I, we said maybe it'll look better on Blu-ray or... Hmm. And then there was also Lawrence Fish... Not... Lawrence yeah? Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne that... For me... I know you didn't mind him. No. I almost tuned out during his during his uh, wow. sequence. 
We don't share a brain, that's for sure. Absolutely not, but I really... It, it, I mean, I'm not a fan of his, but I think I'd like the crazy... When he's talking, yeah. explaining things, because he's the guy who has to explain shit to everybody, because he's been, you know... Yeah, that guy. I, did, I didn't mind him at all. No. I wasn't, like, overjoyed about him, but I, hate I liked him. <laughs> Hated him. Like, you can take that sequence out of the movie next time I see it. Wow. Or, I'll grow to like it, but no, I hated it. But I, the, I think this... I think it... For me... The the movie's pretty good actually in general. It's not the greatest. The female lead I prefer though, she's the original awesome. Predator. To be honest, I, I still prefer the original Predator. But I think the first twenty minutes of this movie and mm-hmm. are like sensational. I, I I actually think it's like the true meaning of sensational because it is yeah it's like sensory. Like, this is how to start a movie. It's like. Fucking like throwing you in the blender, basically. The opening like- scene, which I won't spoil, but what happens before the word predators comes on the screen is just mind blowing. I was like, this is how to start a movie. I mean, don't slow, don't go slow into something. This yeah, is it. Don't explain shit to me. Just throw no, me in. I-, I thought that was brilliant. Um, but I yeah. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all because I, did enjoy I have it, some some I don't know primal fondness of Predator. The the thing with the Predator trilogy is what it is now a trilogy. I love the first one. It's amazing. Still to this day. It's amazing. I really love it. Second one, I absolutely hate it. Hate it. It was like, just sort of a cash cow, do you feel like? I hate it. I, I just... I've seen it again. Recently, in fact, on the USA or something. I was watching it. I hate it. I, I like the premise. I want them to be in an urban jungle. It's amazing. But they did it really badly. And Danny Glover is really, really poor in it. Um, and the third one actually redeems the series. Like, it brings it to a level of the first one. And I'm putting my hand up and saying, I didn't mind, and I actually had some enjoyment from Alien vs. Predator. Because I love alien movies, too. And I think that I'm, I can blind Semi. myself to things, but that I love the concept of these pe- these things from other places, and we are nothing more, which we really aren't, anything more than Pray. just aliens to them. We're nothing. We're bugs. We know Mr. Smith had it right. We are, uh, you know, we're insects. And I really liked, in Predators, the new one, they really expanded on the concept of what they do. Yeah. Like, I can't give anything away, but they expanded on the universe of it. Yeah, totally. Literally. Totally. Yeah. So, um, that's Predators. Uh, I'm sure when the Blu-ray comes out, we'll do a full review. But I just wanted to be... Uh, and the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Dutch Southern, which is www.dutchsouthern, D-U-T-C-H-S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N.com, who is a fine purveyor of movie t-shirts that he draws himself. Um, He's an artist. I already own one of his t-shirts and it's the... A pair of t-shirts sounds like some guy on a street corner. I already own one of his t-shirts and it's the uh, You're So Cool t-shirt, which is a t-shirt based on the movie True Romance. One of my second all-time favorite movie Um, in the world ever, ever. And I like his art style and... Second all-time favorite. I like his t-shirts and I went to look at... And he also does a Tarantino t-shirt, which is Tarantino characters in the playground as babies. And it's... His t-shirts are the kind of t-shirts that you can look at for ten minutes and still figure things out from. And if you haven't seen the movies, you won't know what the hell's going on. No. Because the True Romance t-shirt doesn't say True Romance anywhere. You would have to know the movie to understand the t-shirt. I like that. Rather than a movie that... Rather than a t-shirt that just has the name of the movie. So, um... It's DutchSouthern.com. He has really good 
customer service because he talked to me on Facebook. Like after I'd ordered something, he messaged me on Facebook. Um, I just wanted to give him a shout, and I'll also put his link in the description on the uh, on this podcast. Excellent. And you have got. I have got nothing communicable. Thank you for asking. Uh, what's for dinner? Everyone always waits for this feature. I'm sure everyone's just listening to the rest of it, just skipping, skipping, skipping. You know what? This feature <laughs> might make people hungry, though. Who are they're like they're driving along in the car and they're like, "Oh my god, pasta!" <laughs> you know, chili wieners. That's what I put. We're having chili wieners. We're not calling them chili dogs because they're veggie, vegetarian hot dog. Smart shaped. dogs are actually called smart dogs. They're right from Smart Life um, with. Amy's vegetarian chi- bean chili, which is really awesome, over the top on these wheat buns that I got, and uh, some pasta. I don't know. What I'm gonna do again the theme with that we the don't pasta. we don't eat meat. <laughs> That's the uh, theme. Pasta. It is yet to be uh, addressed with anything additional. Some broccoli, fresh broccoli was on sale at the store, so I got a big head of broccoli and just kind of steaming it. And waffle fries. And I don't mean fries made out of waffles. I mean kind of like weird. Out of fries. Like they're cut in a shape of like a little circle with waffle shape. And they're really good. They're really kind of hefty. You only need like four or five yeah. of them. And you feel like you've really. And um, that's it. I already talked about Plants vs. Zombies. Which to me. I. You hinted at and the possibility of them coming out with a second one. You know. And I'm just, oh, um, I can't wait. It absolutely sucks me in to it. And I, I'm like this. Like, I actually my th- eyes are wide open and I'm breathing heavy. And I'm like, oh, you little fucker. Don't you, you football player with your helmet on. I need this fucking mushroom over here with a magnet on it so he can suck it, your helmet on. If people on. don't know what you're talking about, plants vs. zombies. <laughs> it's a PC and Mac. Don't tell them. It's just, a, let them just let them think I'm crazy. Yeah. It's a Mac and PC <laughs> game. Uh, popcap.com or steampowered.com if you want to buy a copy. It's only like $5, I think. You have a yard or a roof, and you get certain kinds of plants. Um, You get like a sunflower that makes sun that that you can buy more plants with, and you can position them. It's what you call like a tower defense It is a tower defense game. But you just get your little block of yard, you put your plants there... Then there are different kinds of zombies. There's the football guy who's running and he's tough to kill. And then there's this the normal standard zombie who you can kill with a couple of peas out of your pea shooter. Um, it's then actually, like the Michael Jackson zombie who comes up with the thriller dance and he has little zombie fellows following him around. And you have to strategically pick, you know, uh, the, the right kind of plants that can defeat them so they don't make it to your house to eat your brain. I think what's compelling about it... makes it me sound is, like a crazy person. It's actually like, I mean, there's lots of tower defense games, but this game is like a really simplified tower defense game because a lot of tower defense games, they're fun for the first few levels, and you then like, when they get really complicated... Yeah, you get like a big map when you've got and a, shit. Or it's 3D, and you've got to like run around like planting things and un- unplanting things, they get really bogged down with the mechanics. This doesn't. The mechanic's really simple. It gets harder. It gets I mean, harder. It slowly Because you need harder. faster reactions. Not just that, but it actually adds yeah. a different zombie each level as you go up. And then there's loads of mini games where you can make a bunch of um, more money so you can buy more things. Let's just say it's like the probably the if you're into like just slow games on the PC and it and it literally is. I've seen it for five dollars most of the time, ten at the most. It's worth any of those. Two oh, prices. totally, totally. It's you'll play blast. it for hours. You really will. Um, I'd love it. And, if, and also, In fact, now that we're talking about it, I am wanting to play it right this I minute. had to mention that Fractal, that I mentioned earlier, playfractal.com, is four ninety nine for until the middle of this week. Then it hmm. goes back to nine ninety nine. That's definitely worth it. Yeah, I think it is too. 
Uh, my other thing is Tell Him Steve Dave is a podcast that is under the Smodcast, which is the Kevin Smith thing, and I find it, and I, you know, I know they were in Kevin Smith movies, there are a couple of dudes who are in a couple, and they're kind of associated with that whole world, but I'm telling you what, I feel like, because you and I sit here and we talk, we don't do anything, though, we don't prepare anything, we, well, we have this little guide, to, so we don't forget where we're at, but... Well, I write stuff down during We the have these conversations, just like we'd be having a conversation. This is how we would talk. If we were in the kitchen and you said something, and I would say, yeah, but what do you think, Kevin Smith? Really? Well, really, but if you watch this movie again, don't you think you would love it again? That's exactly how we talk to each other. And I feel like these guys, um, Walt and Brian and Quinn. Who's Quinn, by the way? I'm trying to figure like that out. He's like their tech guy. He met them. Is he in the movie? Um, no. He's I don't just, think so. He told the story of how he met them, or something... He was a fan of theirs, came to get a job there, and I was just kind of right. like a tech guy. He's in charge of their microphones and all of their equipment and all that kind of stuff, but he's become part of the show. And I feel like, even though some of it I think they plot and plan a little bit for, not all of them, but there's really some genuine shit in there, like that they say or that where they're coming from. I don't like it all. I've complained a couple of times. I've written funny things a couple of times. I'll send them a note down then. But I feel like, separate from... Everything, like, if you think, oh, that's Steve Dave from Kevin Smith movies. I don't think of it that way anymore at all. They're just really funny, genuinely, I don't know, like us. They're having if a conversation. Have, <clears throat> they're bullshitting around. You know, they bring up a lot of good stuff. I just think it's And really they have fun. stories about Kevin Smith. And they also have... Not every time, but... But they do, they do sometimes. Um, I was going to say, if you've listened to the Smogcast before, you've probably heard them because they've been on that. Brian's been on there a few yeah. times on his own. And Walt's been on talking about the store. Oh, has he? Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, talked all about like long time ago. collecting uh, comics yeah, yeah. and stuff from him. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think of it that way anymore. You keep dragging it back to get... I don't think of it that way at all. And then until they bring it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. But I'm more interested in their conversations about when they went to the flea market. That was awesome. Yeah, that was good. When Walt talks about having like a barbecue that's not a barbecue they at his house. They talked about the flea market on the Smogcast. Did they? Yeah, about going to a flea market. Yeah, because it's one of their favorite, one of the, yeah. my one of my favorite shows. But it's just a good. It's called Tell Em, Tell em Steve Dave, and uh, it's on smodcast.com site. But it's, if you listen to podcasts, or if you like to sit at your computer to listen to stuff, I listen to them when I go to work. I put them on my Zoom. Yes, two people in the world own a Zoom. My husband and I. I laugh my ass off, and then I get really pissed off. I mean, they'll say some shit. They made some comment about fat chicks one time and I got really pissed off because I feel like you know you just and then the thing about listening to a podcast is if you listen to the same people enough you feel familiar with them like you can then go and send them a note and say what the fuck are you talking about why are you saying that like it's like saying I'm gonna send Robert De Niro a note because I didn't like him in a movie but you feel so much more close like in that internet kind of close way so you can send at Bruce Willis (laughs) tell him what you thought a couple hey some people probably sit... You know Kevin Smith's going to be reading his. Um, he's a Twitter person. But I just think it's a really good, genuine, funny... You know, they say a lot of things that I'm kind of like, ugh, uncomfortable about. But I, th- I take the good with the bad on that one. So there's and, a new podcast for you yeah, all to listen to. tell them Steve Day. And the other one is that... For some reason today I was thinking about my typing teacher from high school, Mr. Snyder. He was a big guy, very loud. He would... Pound his fist on the desk sometimes and say like, and verily I say to you, blah, 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 blah. And he was like the business and typing teacher. And he was just this in, like enormous, loud, I didn't like him at the time because he was so overbearing and I hate authority figures. But 
I remember the drills in typing class. Just do it, do it, do it. ASDF, 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 over and over and over and over and over. I didn't type for a long time after that, but then as I got my computer, and now I sit, you know, 50% of my life is communicating with people and at my job by typing and being able to function well on the keyboard because of him. Now, I was thinking of this, right? So I posted on Facebook because I have a lot of people from my high school area on there. You know, I just want to thank Mr. Snyder for teaching me typing and all this. I met my husband because we got to know each other on the internet and I was able to type conversations to him. And they say this last week he was in a bad accident. He's in the hospital right yeah, now. Only 30 minutes away from where we live. And I was just like, wow, that's just weird. I don't believe in mystical shit, but that was like, wow. So then I was trying to, then it was kind of like four or five different people posted like, oh yeah, I remember he was, you know. So I'm just putting out the good, not that there's any way in hell he's ever going to listen to this. He's a 78-year-old man. He had a, an accident riding, driving a motor scooter. <laughs> so who knows what kind of dude he is now. Yeah. It sounds kind of, you know. How old is he? Free thinker. Like 78. 70. So I uh, get well, Mr. Snyder. Get well, Mr. Snyder. I'm sure you, you'll be able to send him a... I sent uh, a note to the hospital with his name on it because you can send emails to the... But there are like four hospitals in that group. Right. So I don't know which one he's at. But... Anyway, you know, if somebody taught you how to type and now you live your life on the internet or on your you know, whatever device, um, think about them. Let them know they did a good thing. It's one of those skills that most people can do nowadays with cell phones. You didn't have, well, you don't really need typing skill for that, though. I'm talking about actual sitting I mean, down to understand and, like, the keyboard. typing 70 to 80 words a minute or whatever it is that you can just fly through a big, long conversation. And I, I'm grateful to that for that skill. And I never learned typing. I was saying to you today, yeah, I can type pretty fast. I mean... Yeah. Without yeah, ever being taught anything. You've got, like, you've got like the six finger method there. Yeah, but I, I can do it without looking <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I don't know how many words a minute, but fine. Yeah, you I type mean, whole articles. And yeah. So. so, yeah. So, um, is That's that your... All right. Thank you for listening to the show this week. I want to remind you about our websites, as usual, uh, com, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com, and your website, SidTalk.com, also. Um... You can also catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, YouTube, Bubba. Tumblr, the internet in general. The um, internet. Look up Sid Talk, which is C-I-D-T-A-L-K, and it's going to say, did you mean sidewalk? Yeah. But you can say, no, thank you, Google. I don't want to look up sidewalk. I want to look up Sid Talk. And there will be just everything right there. Uh, you can also catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store the Zoom Marketplace, or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast, you can subscribe, listen on the page through the Flash Player to all 131 episodes. So if they were all an hour each, that's 131 hours. So we're saying Prince is full of shit when he says the internet is is over. (laughs) Prince says the internet is finished, and our heads are all full of numbers. Now I love the you know purple rain and shit like that but i'm saying that's a cuckoo thing to say <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done it's, it's done over. and uh, it might be over one day but i'm thinking you know we utilize it we utilize it for good we don't utilize it for evil in this i don't believe it's over just yet um and finally you can email f- feedback to me at prince at prince oh sorry <laughs> a scully at a scully.com you, you can email sid talk at prince at prince.com <laughs> And uh, I just want to say stay classy, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's next movie will, is called Red State. It's a horror movie. Awesome. Written and directed by him. That will be interesting because that will be a complete departure, I think. Um, we'll see how that goes. And you would like to say? That's it. 
You didn't say your thing. I did. I said stay classy. Oh, right. And I'm going to say think for yourself, everybody. Everybody. You're not with think it. Think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, the zombie's going to come with like this ice thing. who's going to plow right over you the and do it, do it for you. Yes, on the zombie. And he's going to do it for you. So think for yourself. <laughs>